everybody. I'm Enoch Fossum, and I'm a certified mindfulness life coach. And I'm Austin Ivey, and I'm certified in the basics of acceptance and commitment therapy. We're both going to school to be marriage and family therapists. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about how Halloween can actually perpetuate the mental health stigma that we deal with. So let's talk about it. Okay, well, let's just get right into it. Um, so we have a little Halloween party planned for you guys today, um, but just like <laughs> elementary school, we need to get through a lesson first. We need to learn something, and then we can have a little party. So we'll keep the party a surprise, but as we said in the intro, we're going to be talking a little bit about how like the Halloween culture, Halloween vibes, spooky season is a big contributor to a mental health stigma, and so... The article we're pulling from, we pull from it a lot. Um, maybe we should cool down on it, but it's from verywellmind.com. <laughs> they just have really good information. They very well written stuff, articles. Yeah. Um, it's a .com, so it's it's not always perfect. Not but as reputable, but... It's very reputable in the way that um, professionals are writing them, yeah. and they're well written. Yeah. So yeah. here we are. But the title of the article is called Halloween Depictions of Mental Illness Add to the Stigma. The stigma meaning the stigma. that <laughs> We talk about it all the time. Um this idea that um, mental health is something to be scared of. Mental health is... Um, you're broken. Be, you're, you're broken. Crazy. You're insane. Crazy, psycho. Yeah. And because like, when you think of... I mean, when I think of Halloween, there's a lot of... I think, I think of so many movies where the main antagonist is someone portrayed that's like crazy. You know, like think about um, Silence of the Lambs, right? Like that's one of the few horror movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. The dude's in a straitjacket and has the thing over his face and he eats people and he's in an insane asylum. And, um, even that word insane asylum perpetuates this idea that people who have mental illness should be scary or you should be scared of them. And Halloween has a lot of contributing factors that add to this pile of stigmatism towards mental illness. And that's something we wanted to, to talk about before we get into our little Halloween party today. Yeah. So, down here in the article, we'll go to the perpetuation of mental health stigma. And I'll just read this here. It says, mental illness is already subject to a tremendous amount of stigma. People who are experiencing the symptoms of mental illness often hide their problems for fear of ramifications in their personal and professional lives. Mental illness can be frightening at times, but this does not mean that individuals with mental illnesses should be subjects of fear and discrimination. Such representations are part of the reason people sometimes hide their illness and fail to seek appropriate assistance. And then it talks here about how some of those, um, the Halloween, I guess, regulars or what Halloween does as far as costumes or events goes can add to that. And so here are a few examples. So like the haunted house, those are sometimes presented as insane asylums. There's one in Salt Lake that it was called... Um... There's one in, in Utah. I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, it's like a big one, a really popular. That it's there's uh, Nightmare on Thirteenth. Is that that's not the this? There's uh, another one, um, and it's like it's Insane Asylum. Oh really? Um, like it's a legit. I, I think it's like somewhere in Salt Lake Valley, but oh. yeah, that's that's one that I thought off the top of my head that it's like legitimately the name of the of the um um of the name of the haunted house is something Asylum. So hmm. yeah, and it's like all hospital themed. Oh, so there's one wow. in Utah that's contributing to this, but yeah, that's wow. a huge one. There, appreciate it. Straight jacketed visitors <laughs> terrorize straight straight jacketed patient. Whoa, straight jacketed patients terrorize visitors. So, oh, that's, wow, that's I'm okay. pretty sure that's a thing in, in Salt Lake. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, that's good example of how that's stigmatizing this idea of people who have serious mental illnesses that do need to be put in um, 
psychiatric hospitals. Yeah. They maybe are put in a straitjacket. That's not something yeah. to be ashamed of because it's, I mean, it's, those people are struggling deeply. You can't imagine the pain they're going through. And here we are almost making fun of it and making entertainment out of it and right. scaring people with it. Right. And that's, um, that's kind of where we're going at today. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, another, another costume is a mental patient. So it depicts the, it depicts those with mental illnesses as like we just said, objects of fear or a lot of the times too, we, it's tend to, it tends to be a joke. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the times when people dress up as something scary, it's also to be funny. Yeah. Like scare a, other people and a to, joke costume. Yeah. I'm like doing a Google search right now to see if I can find a mental patient Halloween costume. I'm sure it's so easy. Mental patient costume. Literally the first search result. Yeah, someone in a straight jacket with crazy hair. Someone with a cleaver in their hand. Oh, wow. With a straight jacket on. Yeah, eBay. Spirit Halloween. So that's kind of what we're going at with that right there. That um, There's literal costumes made by companies that depict a mental patient. Which is... um, unfortunate to say the least yeah i mean it's just because you have a spectrum right you have people that struggle with mental health on the lesser side where you know maybe some lighter forms of anxiety or lighter forms of depression and then you go to the opposite end the more extreme you have people that really do struggle with like you know crazy uh severe forms bipolar of, yeah. or or things like schizophrenia. that schizophrenia that are a lot more serious and you know, maybe they really would need a straitjacket, you know? Mm-hmm. And we just tend to always think of, obviously, if you just type in mental patient costume, it goes right to the extreme, mm-hmm. you know? And so that just adds to the stigma of, oh my gosh, if I'm a, me- if I'm a mental patient, people think I got to be in a straitjacket yeah. because I'm going to be holding a cleaver <laughs> and... <laughs> Crazy hair. Yeah. I need to, something's like over my mouth so I can't bite people, like... Yeah. And yeah, like Enoch said, I'm sure there's some people out there like that are in psychiatric hospitals, but that's a measure that has to be taken to protect themselves and protect the staff. And that's okay. You know, that's just like what that person is going through. And I mean, I myself technically can be considered a mental patient in the way that I have my own mental health diagnoses that I've dealt with my whole life. And I'm currently wearing jeans and a flannel. I'm not wearing a, <laughs> I'm not wearing a straight jacket. And I could look at that and be like, well, I look at mental patient costume and it's that. And I mean, you could say that's a stretch, but even small things like that, almost silly things can be stigmatizing for someone who maybe has actually been admitted to a psychiatric hospital because of suicidal ideation or um, like a severe form of bipolar. They're having a hard time getting under control because there's no shame in doing so. That's just part of your treatment. You know, yeah. there's, there's no shame in going to the hospital for a colonoscopy the same way. There's no shame to going to a, a psychiatric hospital for suicidal, a suicidal ideation or a suicidal attempt. You know, it's just part of your recovery. And yeah. it's, it's unfortunate that it's this stigma is perpetuated by this holiday, unfortunately. Yeah. The last costume here, I haven't heard of it. Neither Austin, neither is Austin, but it might be really popular. I mean, yeah. so there's a sexualized costumes that portray women with anorexia nervosa as sexy skeletons. Yeah, I've never so, heard that before, but... Here, look that up. Look up a uh, like, sexy oh, skeleton. Uh-oh. See, see what, what happens. Sexy. <laughs> yeah, it might... It might come up with something we don't want to see skeleton costume sexy skeleton costume i don't know how i mean yeah i mean i don't see how they could be linked with anorexia nervosa but it's just like what you'd consider a sexy costume yeah like like that but yeah i mean for someone who struggles with anorexia this time of year probably isn't very easy either because a lot of the costumes that people wear are very um skeletony skeletony 
Um, yeah. And that's a word that's very often associated with anorexia, someone who has yeah. that condition. Oh, you look like a skeleton. And skeletons mm-hmm. are pretty popular. everywhere. <laughs> anywhere you go in the month yeah. of October in the United States, you're going to see skeletons everywhere. And I guess that just is a good reminder that we need to be careful of what we're saying and who we're saying it to. Yeah. So lastly here, just understanding that stigmas can be a really dangerous and harmful thing because it can stop people from seeking the help that they may want or that they may need. They may see themselves as a mental patient or someone that would go see a therapist. Then because of the stigma, they might be put in a straitjacket. And I know that can be a lot to a lot of you. That's an extreme situation. Like, oh, no one would actually think that, but people do. And so this is just a reminder around this time of season that there is, there are people out there that struggle with these types of stigmas around Halloween. And so we're not saying obviously don't, you know, dress up in your costume, don't go trick-or-treating, don't have fun. Just be aware of other people and be gentle with people knowing that you don't know what they may be going through. Yeah. And my... I'm not a huge fan of Halloween. I never have been. Um, I know people love it, but um, I think Halloween's at its best when it's a little bit silly. You know, I think the more serious it's taken with like haunted houses and like depictions of, of murder and death. I don't know. I think that's a little bit too far for me. That's the reason I don't like it. Yeah. Um, but I think spooky season is at its best when it's a little bit silly. So um, just focus on enjoying it for what it is and not making jokes about things that could be um, triggering or stigmatizing to someone. So just be careful about your costume choices. Be careful about the words you use associated with certain types of costumes because, I mean, beyond just mental health, right? You don't want to offend. I mean, you can't live your life just watching out offending someone. You're always going to offend someone, right, about something. But just be aware that there is other things beyond just offending someone that could really damaging to someone's psyche. Yeah. And it, it includes stuff like this, this stigmatization that comes from Halloween decorations and culture. So, yeah. That's yeah. our lesson for the day. Yeah, that's, that's our lesson. <laughs> now we can have a Halloween party. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a, okay, first of all, it's my mom's birthday on Halloween. Ooh. So happy birthday, mom. Woo. I love you. It's also okay. a, a jack-o'-lantern's birthday as well. Oh, really? No, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we might learn because in this, we're actually going to go through an article of 12 myths and facts. I guess it's just facts, Twelve right? fun and impressive Halloween facts to there test you your knowledge this year. <laughs> <laughs> 12 facts of Halloween. That's Halloween-y right there. So we're just going to go through, and we haven't gone through the article. Again, we're going to just uh, do it blind. It's a blind react reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And have fun. This is a party. Woo-woo. We got donuts. We got Izzy's. We got... Um, Zuko. Uh, I'm trying to think of other games we played in like elementary school. We you get did. those cookies with like just, it's a white cookie with a little bit of frosting on it, and there's no taste to it, but it's like a sugar cookie. Right? You know what I'm talking about? Uh-uh. So it's like... Like, you know what Granny B yeah. cookie? So it's yeah. like that, but the smaller versions. Okay. Like they would always be at the Halloween parties at my elementary school. Oh, really? That, and then um, having a costume contest. So we have a, we have a con- costume contest, those tasteless cookies that are delicious. Did you guys do the parade around the school? Yeah, you absolutely. Walk around yeah, everyone goes through, and each grade takes a turn walking yeah. through. Absolutely, yeah. That was the best time. Loved it. You got to show off your sick Halloween costume. Yeah. <laughs> One year I dressed up as Michael Jackson. <laughs> Obviously, the white version. <laughs> I had my gloves on and everything. My, like, the diamond glove he wore and stuff. It was sick. I, so, one year I dressed up as, this is sixth grade, I think. 
It was one of those inflatable ones, like it has a, va- or yeah. a fan in it, and it blows yeah. it up, and it was a football. So I was a football, <laughs> but on the back, there was like a fake post-it note, like a giant post-it note. So it looks like someone put it on me that it says, kick me from behind. <laughs> and the whole day, people were kicking me from behind, and it made oh, me so, so mad. <laughs> like, I like took it off halfway through the day, because I was like, oh, it's a kick you. Okay, that's funny. I was so tired of it. I still have that, that's I think, funny. at my parents' house. Ooh, wear it to work tomorrow. <laughs> I tried wearing it recently. Um, it was like before. It was like five years ago, though. Um, and it wouldn't. my arms wouldn't go through it. I was too swole. <laughs> like, uh, I couldn't like fit my arms through it, and it's pretty funny. Yeah. Try again. Anywho, 12 interesting facts about Halloween. I can start with the first one. Blind yeah. reaction. Number one, the origins of Halloween began 2,000 years ago. Wow. That's According cool. to history.com, the first Halloween celebrations can be traced back to the ancient Celts. Celt Celts, yeah. They lived in the area now occupied by Ireland, the United Kingdom, and Northern France, and celebrated a festival called Samhain on October 31st. It marked the day before the new year, their new year, the start of winter, and the time when the dead were believed to return to Earth. Oh, well, that makes sense. Winter is coming. It's a Game <laughs> of Thrones reference. There you go, number one. <laughs> number two. Trick-or-treating evolved from a tradition called souling. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Did you go take people's souls? I don't know. During the Celtic festival of Samhain, it was customary for poor children to go door-to-door begging for food and money. Business Insider explains that ex- in exchange for their generosity, children offered to pay pray for the souls of their recently lost, lost loved ones. <laughs> That's actually pretty cool. Interesting. So maybe... We can go to people's houses and say, do you have any food in exchange for a prayer? Please. It's really cute. I'm going to go souling. <laughs> We're going to go souling. Go souling on Monday on night. Monday. It'd be awesome. I just want a hot pocket. I'll pray for you. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. 19th century immigrants popularized Halloween in the United States. Despite colonial New Englanders' awareness of Halloween, History.com explains that celebrations were very limited due to their strict Protestant beliefs. It wasn't until the second half of the 19th century when a wave of Irish and other European immigrants arrived that the holiday became widespread across America. I've always wondered when it started because, no, it's always just been there for me my whole life and for the last few decades and, um, I mean, for a while now, but I guess it's really been here since the second half of the 19th century in the United States. Very interesting. I always thought Halloween came from, or no, that's Cinco de Mayo. Oh, the... the, Day of the Dead? Yeah, the Dia de los Muertos. Yeah. Is that... I think it's around the same time, like that Mexican tradition where they like celebrate the dead. Yeah. I think it's similar, but I don't think it originated the same way. Okay. Um, that's where I thought it came from. It's a similar idea, but that's like more of a, I think it's more of a religious celebration as well. The yeah. Dia de los yeah. Muertos. It's actually a pretty cool celebration. It is cool. Number four, jack-o'-lanterns come from Irish folk tales about Stingy Jack. <laughs> Irish sensual details the myth of Stingy Jack, who is eternally doomed to roam the earth at night after making a deal with the devil to guide his way he lit a coal in a carved out turnip inspiring irish and scottish people to do the same hmm. when they later immigrated to america however they realized the native pumpkins there had a more ideal surface for carving interesting so instead of pumpkins they were just turnips i'm gonna decorate a turnip this year <laughs> <laughs> yeah it'd be more traditional <laughs> that's actually really interesting so it's all like irish and scottish origination didn't yeah. know that very yeah. interesting interesting Number five, candy corn was originally called chicken feed. Well, that makes <laughs> sense, though, because it, it, that really does make sense. Corn. But 
According to history.com, candy corns first appeared on the market around 18, the 1880s, a time when about half American workforce was made up of farmers because of this, candies mm. were often made into agricultural shapes, such as chicken feed, which we now think of as corn shaped. The change occurred after World War One, when corn became viewed as people food. Also, mm. corn used to be more viewed as a, a chicken food, and now it's yeah. more of a person food. What, what's your feelings towards candy corn? I love For, candy corn. Me too. Some people just really don't corn. like it. It's the best. I love the... Do you like the pumpkin ones? Oh, those ones are even better, because you're getting yeah. more candy corn out of yeah. it. It's, it's like three or four of those candy corns put into one. Yeah. They're these... Uh, my mom had them when we were at Disneyland. They were the like apple flavored, but candy corn textured. Like really? Apple caramel. I yeah. love that. That'd be so, so good. good. I love candy corns. Yeah. I actually really like it a lot. There you go. All right, number six. What? Keen and H holds the record. Yeah, is that? Maybe New Hampshire, New yeah. New Hampshire holds the record for most lit jack-o'-lanterns. Whoa. The reigning champion in jack-o'-lantern displays is the city of Keene. Okay, it's a city. Which broke the Guinness World Record in 2013 by lighting 30,000, or yeah, 30,581 pumpkins. Jeez. The city was the first to hold the record in this category. I mean... Yeah, probably. Don't know anyone else is going to try and compete. <laughs> Who thinks of that? And committed to their winning status has since been since broken their own records eight times. Goodness. What? Oh, so my They're just gosh. really into jack-o'-lanterns there. That's cool. Wow. So well. how many people are in the city, though? So how many people do have to actually carve a pumpkin? Like two per person or something, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how big that city is. Like, how many pumpkins had to be carved by each individual? Yeah, well, you go to the next one. I'll look it up. Okay. Number seven. Women used to play Halloween games to learn about their future husbands. Well, this what? one's interesting. Um, I'm going to read this. Well, well, Valentine's Day is now widely accepted as the holiday for romance. There was once a time when Halloween was associated with courtship. The New York Times explains that in early the early 20th century, Halloween activities often played upon women's pursuit of love. One game involved cutting an apple skin off and tossing it over the shoulder when the landed peel is said to indicate the first initial of her future suitor. So they'd peel up an apple, throw it over their shoulder, and whatever that letter that apple peel looked like, that was to be assumed to be the <laughs> first initial of their future oh, husband. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> maybe, okay, maybe I'll try it and see if it looks like an A for Annie. Ah, uh-huh, there you go. You know, see if fate... <laughs> <laughs> you just do that and then cut to it and it's yeah. like a, a actual letter like a, ma- a fridge magnet it's letter it's like, oh my gosh it worked <laughs> so in the city of Keene, there's about 20 or er, 23,000 wow so each person has to carve like one and a half pumpkins yeah on average wow that's like getting every single person to carve a pumpkin that's pretty impressive yeah i'm guessing not every single person did right so i'm guessing people did like three or four or five or something like that yeah that's crazy. All right, number eight. It wasn't until the 1970s that candy was exclusively doled out to trick-or-treaters. According to History.com, trick-or-treating became popular in America in the 1930s when it was acceptable to hand out everything from homemade cookies to nuts, toys, and coins. Dang, bring back the toys and coins. Jeez, homemade cookies even. Yeah, bring it back. Well, for that. Candy companies started marketing prepackaged telling offerings in the 1950s and 20 years later became the primary treat given out to children. Dang. Now, now we're all over it as a country. It's like every every yeah, year. Number nine goes. Number nine proves that. Oh, uh, oh, number nine. In recent years, Americans have spent nearly three billion dollars on candy. <laughs> That's insane. Twenty seventeen is the record year for Halloween spending in the U.S., 
with 9.1 billion being spent on the <laughs> holiday in total. That's insane. According to a survey done by the National Retail Federation, 95% of respondents in the survey plan to purchase candy that year, amounting in the total spend of 2.7 billion just on these festive sweets alone. That's insane. That's I can't crazy. remember the last time I, I bought a bag of candy my own, but my parents always buy a couple bags every year. Yeah. That's insane, though. That's wow. crazy. Well, I'll probably add to that, though, this year. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're in this little house, and you already know. There's a bunch of kids in this neighborhood, so mm-hmm. we're going to be having a bunch of kids yeah. come to the door. We were wondering if we were going to get any trick-or-treaters at our apartment oh, yeah. complex. Because there's a lot of kids Maybe, there. yeah. And, I mean, it would be a safe place to do it because all the, the doors are inside, mm-hmm. and it's, like, upstairs. Yeah. I probably will. That'd I don't be know cool. if I'll be there, but. <laughs> put a bowl out. Yeah, there you go. And on the top floor, so I don't know if, how many people actually go up there. I but. wouldn't, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number 10. The Michael Myers mask in Halloween is the face of a well-known celebrity. Sad. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> the iconic costume from this 1978 film is nothing short of terrifying, but its backstory is actually pretty amusing. The New York Times revealed that the film's produ- uh, production designer Tommy Lee Wallace found a mask of William Shanter... Shatner, William Shatner, as Captain Kirk in Star Trek, and was completely inspired. <laughs> the crew painted it white to achieve a look we're all familiar with today. Okay, so if you look at it, I think you could you can tell. Yeah, I've heard. I also heard that like the original mask, like the original inspiration came from like him using that mask, turning it inside out, and then oh, that was like yeah. the original like oh that could that could work that'd be kind of scary and then yeah. they did that with the mask like, yeah originally it was a mask turned inside out and it was like kind of terrifying the way that it looked so i don't know if that's true or not i can't remember where i heard that because i don't like the michael myers movies i think they're ridiculous but anywho that's very interesting uh, yeah number 11 des moines has a unique tradition called beggar's night oh in most places, trick-or-treaters simply have to arrive in a costume in order to get their Halloween candy, but that is not the case in Des Moines. That's how you say it, right? Des Moines? Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines, Des Moines Iowa. So the Des Moines Register explains that as part of their beggar's night ritual, kids also have to do a trick or tell a joke of some sort to earn their share of candy. I love that. So they <laughs> no have to like, entertain the people. So it's literally trick-or-treat or trick or trick-or-tell. Yeah. Trick-or-joke. I like that because I feel like some kids are just like entitled. They don't even like say trick or treat anymore. <laughs> they they just, just hold their bag. Ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> Point to the bag. Pointing to the bag. Neither are. <laughs> and they, yeah, so I think that's that's what I'm going to do if I ever hand out candy. Like, you got to make me laugh. If you yeah. want my, have like king size candy bars too. You want one of these. You got to make me laugh or yeah. you got to sing or something like that. <laughs> Shout out to Des Moines. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's cool. So they're kind of doing the souling. A little bit, yeah. Kind of like begging. Like, well, Instead if you of a give prayer, us. They do a joke. Yeah, if you give me or a trick. you give me a Hershey's bar, I'll make I'll make you giggle. That's how it. cool would that be if everyone that came up to your door had an actual joke or did a cool trick? Like do a like, backflip. I don't want to open the door. <laughs> yeah, like some seven year old doing like a cartwheel in your front lawn. <laughs> Sick, dude. That would make the, I would like the holiday at that point. <laughs> like yeah, if I'm that'd be cool. getting entertained every time someone knocks on my door. Yeah, they do like fire juggling or something. <laughs> <laughs> crazy uh, stuff like that the competition would be there anyways yeah, that's awesome all right oh hi zuko he's on my lap all right so zuko actually for halloween he's going to be toto from the wizard of oz and i'm going to be the lion and annie's going to be the scarecrow so it's going to be awesome 
I'm dressing up like Hopper from Stranger Things because I already have all the materials in my closet. <laughs> and I just have to trim my beard and leave a mustache. <laughs> I don't got the Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, I got a ton of Hawaiian shirts. So Hopper season three specifically, where he doesn't wear his cop outfit, just the the fancy shirt he gets from J.C. Penny. <laughs> yeah, that his assistant gets from J.C. Penny. Yeah, tucked in Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, with the whitewashed jeans, whitewash loafers. Pants. I think he wears boots. I actually can't remember if it's loafers or boots. That's what I'm going for. I've been told I kind of look like beautiful, like Hopper a little bit. So I could see it. Yeah, yeah. especially with the mustache, I feel like I could a little bit more. Yeah. He's my favorite character too. Yeah. So. All right. Lastly, here number twelve, the record for fastest pumpkin carving is sixteen point four seven seconds. What constitutes a pumpkin carving, though? Like, I could carve a hole in the top and call it good. You know what I'm saying? 17 seconds. So it says, pumpkin carving is a leisurely activity for most, but competitive carver Stephen Clark <laughs> set the Guinness World Record in 2013 by completing his masterpiece in under 17 seconds. In order to qualify, the pumpkin had to have a nose, eyes, mouth, and ears. Ears? Go. I've never heard of ears on a pumpkin I've never before. heard of ears either. Why? I'm, I'm all for it. But That's cool. I'd like to see that. That's a sharp knife. So there's a link. Oh. Is it take it? Yeah, it takes Take you to the, the GuinnessWorldRecords.com. Oh. Stephen Clark, 16.47 seconds. There's no picture. Yeah, is it good? <laughs> there is no picture. He calls it a masterpiece. I'll have so. to look it up. <laughs> it's, it's literally just, I'll have to look it up. It's like two eyes. It was done on the news in New York in 2013. Because, I mean, if I had a really sharp, like, spoon, mm-hmm. you know, you could just stab two eyes, stab mm-hmm. a nose, and rip it for the mouth mm-hmm. and then stab two ears. <laughs> I mean, you could do that pretty quick. It it's not say that, that cool. It has to be the top carved out either. It's, yeah, it's not that cool, Steven. I probably. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'm sure you did awesome. That's kind of. That's great. I'm glad you that's found sick, a thing. Steve. You're, you're in the rule book. Or that's the, sick, dude. You're in the world record book. I'm not. I'm sure it's a lot harder. And I'm. it's my toxic trait that I think I can do stuff like that. But I see what you mean, though. It can't be. That difficult. I'm actually really curious though. I'm gonna look up his pumpkin, see if it's here. So Stephen Clark World Record Pumpkin. <laughs> it's not funny if it just looks terrible. I mean, I don't know why they would call it a masterpiece though. It would have to look good. Have to look good, wouldn't it? Uh well, we'll have to look for it later. Yeah. I doubt it. It probably was better. It's probably better than what I can do in 10 minutes probably absolutely i every year it looks mine pumpkins look terrible because if you if you're a competitive pumpkin carver you're probably pretty good if you if you're really going to go out of your way to be a part of a news broadcast and getting guinness world record there then yeah you're probably taking it very seriously you're probably legit so good on you steven i I forgive me steven i'm sure you're amazing at carving (laughs) pumpkins and i i beg your apologies (laughs) but that was your 12 halloween facts Um, there you go so two Halloween episodes this week. Hopefully everyone enjoyed it. We, uh, I sure did. Good Halloween party. Hopefully everyone enjoyed their Halloween party. Stay safe out there on Halloween. Don't do anything crazy. Don't accept candy from strangers. Don't yeah. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> if that's yeah. If that's, uh, um, be safe. Be smart. Don't stigmatize mental health on your Halloween yeah. evening. Yeah. Thanks guys for listening and uh, talk to you guys soon. Peace. What about what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? Yeah. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy?
What about, what about therapy? Yeah. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy?